my god, hi! Welcome back to another episode of my Inside Voice podcast. That's what I'm gonna start these episodes with now. Oh my god, hi! I've been doing that a lot. As if I'm like shocked to see the other person. A guy that I was talking to like back in the day and that I was dating slash not dating slash he was my boyfriend slash he wasn't my boyfriend would always be like, why do you always pick up the phone as if you don't know who it is? Because every time he would call you, be like, I'd be like, hello? I'd be like, hello? Do you not know who's calling? Are, are you not able to get caller ID where you are? Because he was like across the country. And I thought it was like pretty funny, but like, fuck that guy. You know what I mean? But I like the way that my, my voice um, does that inflection because it's like, it's wonder. Okay. It's like a kid again. And that's what I'm invoking. That's what I'm conjuring these days. My inner child which is like very fussy and uh, joyful and full of curiosity and wants to explore everything and is not so jaded and pessimistic. Also, fuck guys that are... I have no idea what this episode is going to be about. I'm just fucking yapping, okay? Mayor of Yappersville, that's me. Fuck guys that don't like DM you directly and and like i should say fuck hot guys that don't dm you and profess their undying endless love for you and they just like your pictures i know you love me i know you do but you're being toxic and unreasonable so i'm going to block you and pretend that you don't exist for your own good sorry you don't get access to me if you're not willing to do the work You know what I mean? Because I've done all the work on my end for myself. So why should I even entertain the idea of you if you think that you're beyond the work? What do I mean by work? You know, people always say, okay, do the work, do the work, the shadow work, the inner child work, the fucking manifestation work, do all the, what does that fucking mean? Because in this fucking external, material, Saturn-ruled world of suffrage, which I have, a, I have a, a theory on Saturn and my relationship to Saturn, and it's fucking great. And I reckon that it's probably your relationship with Saturn too, if you would just stop getting into your own fucking way. But in this world, as I was saying, in this world, do I remember what I was saying before I went off on a tangent? No. Um, I'm going to try to remember for 2.5 seconds. Doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Saturn, the relationship with Saturn and me. I was like, why do I not want to pursue suffering anymore? Why do I not want to work hard anymore? Why do I want things to be easy and pleasurable? So if we're talking from an astrological point of view, which we always are, that shit is always on the table. My North Node is in Taurus, okay? And that is, I equate Taurus with all things pleasurable. Now, are Tauruses known to be hard workers? Yeah. But are they known to pursue pleasure being an inherently Venusian sign? Also, yeah. So what does that tell you, right? That tells me, I don't know what it tells you because I can't fucking you know, ask you in person and I don't know what your response would be. Um, But what that tells me is that every single thing that I do, my life purpose, everything congregates to pleasure. Everything 
should direct me to have a pleasurable time. And for a really long time, when I was in karmic debt of my south node, which is Scorpio, I was pursuing, and this is, you know, residue from my past life, I was pursuing suffering. I was pursuing pain. Age old saying, no pain, no gain. Beauty is pain. All of this shit that I absorbed and took with me from past lives and, and, and made my current life a fucking living hell, right? And so now I'm kind of waking up as I would be since I have very strong Saturn, Saturnian 10th and 11th house placements that age is really good for me. Aging means obviously more wisdom and experience, but that's when I start to really click on to my mission. That's when I start to really log into the purpose of my life. And so I started to realize like, hey, I don't want to pursue pain and suffering anymore. Probably had a lot to do with me paying off my karmic debt, 100%, right? And in the areas that you feel the most ashamed and the most, and the most, uh, inclination to hide from, that's where your karmic debt is, right? So if you have issues with money and, or you have issues with your mom or dad or whatever, you have karmic debt in those areas. So you have to clear those before you can really move forward on your mission. And most of us, all of us spend our entire lives clearing karmic debt. And then, you know, we get reincarnated to do it again. So there's a fast way to do it. And that's, that's listening and adhering and following Big Daddy Saturn. Shani, right? So Shani says, you want to suffer? Okay, that's your choice. I don't want you to suffer. I actually, and Shani is saying this to me in my specific purpose, which is everything comes down to pleasure. Everything comes down to beauty. Everything comes down to art and enjoying my life. Okay. You want to suffer? Fine. Fucking suffer, idiot. You don't get a gold star for it though. I'm not going to reward you just because you're voluntarily self-sacrificing and suffering and in pain. I'm going to reward you for the debt that you've cleared But then at a certain point, you can walk away from that. So consider this, you have a bill in collections and let's say you have a student loan and you're paying off your student loan. And I've done this, right? I did this two years ago. You have a student loan and you're paying it and you're paying it and you're paying it. And then at some point, your student loan is cleared. Okay, there's no reason for you to be paying that student loan because it's done. You've paid it off. But then for some reason, you continue to pay. You put, you, you, uh, you penny pinch, you live way below your means. You don't travel. You don't have experiences. You don't have friends. You don't have lovers. You don't have a life because you're too busy paying a debt that's already been paid. That is voluntary self-sacrifice. You are paying a debt that has already been paid. So with Saturn, he forces you to pay that debt, but he's not forcing you to go beyond that. Once your debt has been cleared, logically, you're done. 
You're done learning those lessons, those places in your mind, in your heart, in your soul, in your life that you were running away from. Now you've paid it. You've made peace with it. You've learned the lessons. You've forgiven. You've done whatever it takes for that karmic debt to be paid. So isn't it kind of dumb that you continue to fucking pay something that's already been paid? Isn't that counterintuitive? Isn't that counterproductive? Doesn't that just set you back from your foot? Doesn't that just deviate you from your fucking purpose, right? And Saturn's going to tell you, yo, you don't need to do this anymore, Saturn says. And you're like, no, I do. I have something to prove. I have to be loved. I have to belong. I, I'm scared of abandonment, so I have to do this so I don't get left. I want all of that stuff. And Saturn's like, okay, fine, do it. But I will also tell you that there are very real consequences for doing that for not adhering to boundaries, for not looking after yourself. And I'll talk about that. For not taking care of your side of the street, for not doing, there's there's consequences to that. Being a martyr is not something that you should aspire to be. It is not fucking real. It's an archetype that is, in my mind, does complete harm than good. It does no good to be a martyr unless that is your life purpose. And like God takes you away from this life as a martyr, like what's happening in Palestine right now, those kids, those men, those women, those people that are dying, they're martyrs. They're giving their life up involuntarily for the greater fucking good. And that is not good either. Like I said, martyrdom is never good right? But that is what's happening right now. Those people are straight martyrs. And that breaks my fucking heart, but I digress. Okay. So you get no gold stars for suffering, says Shani to me. Okay. So what do I do then? How do I proceed if I know my end goal is pleasure and art and beauty and love? right? What do I have to do? Shani says, okay, now you're asking the right fucking questions. Now you're asking the right fucking questions. I started watching True Detective because the new season premiered on Sunday on HBO. And that is my new hyperfixation HBO Sunday series now. And so I started watching True Detective uh, at, uh, season one. And the end of the last episode I watched, Matthew, uh, Matthew McConaughey says, you know, they ask like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, why don't you ask the right fucking questions then? Start asking the right fucking questions if you want your answers, right? And that's what it is. Shani goes to me, okay, amazing. Now you're talking. Now you've acknowledged that, okay, there's karmic debt that you've paid. You're over it. There's maintenance that needs to be done through your intuition, like forgiving yourself, like when nostalgia hits, because I'm a Scorpio stellium, how to deal with that when emotion hits, how to navigate through that. But you're getting, you have ways to deal with that now, right? That's not standing in the maintenance of your emotions and memories are not, is not going to stand in the way of your mission and your purpose if you're doing it right, 
if you're letting yourself feel, if you're validating yourself and caring for yourself the way that you need to through these emotions, through the nostalgia, through all of these things that could potentially be catastrophic to you and your path, then you're doing the right thing and you're not deterring from your mission. Okay. So you have all those things in place, which I kind of do. I'm still getting used to like listening to my intuition and, um, allowing my emotions to flow through me, but that's, I'm pretty confident that I'm getting better and better at it. So it's not holding me back from being open and receptive to what the universe wants for me. So that's in place. And that took, so, that took a long time. That didn't happen overnight. That took 39 years. <laughs> okay. So then Shani is like, okay, you have all that stuff in place. You have ways to cope, healthy coping mechanisms. You've paid your karmic debt. Now let's Let's talk about the steps that you need to take and the work that you need to do. Going back to my original point, what is fucking, what is the fucking work to get to pleasure, to get to artistic expression, to get to love, to get to abundance, to get to fucking money that comes to you naturally, organically, and automatically to get to, to get love, unconditional, unapologetic, unabashed fucking love. How do we get to all that? Right? The steps are you do the work that you enjoy and therefore it's not work. You know, they say if you do something you enjoy or do something that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That is true. That is true. It's still work though, but it's work that you enjoy. So it's kind of true. It's still work though. It's still work that you have to do, as in you have to put in effort and patience and also taking care of yourself is fucking work. So the way Saturn is communicating to me right now, the way Shunni is kind of talking to me right now is that he's showing me certain areas of my life. And because Saturn is in my first house, Saturn is in Pisces right now and is in my first house. And the first house is the face, the body, hair, very nails like and saturn rules bones as well the skeletal system like your person your physical vessel right your head the top of your head like those things right saturn is showing me where because i'm a very physical person and so taurus north node also means that physicality is a big part of how i seek pleasure physical touch is a really large piece of my love language you have like a love language dna physical touch is like a big part of that because of the way that my chart is set up that i show love i express myself through my body i express love through my body i like my physicality is a very important thing for me so for me to have pleasure and love and abundance and this like magnetism it's all done through my physicality. Uh, most of it, like it's done through my physical. One of the things that it's done through, one of the channels that I achieve all those things is through physicality. And Taurus is also a Venusian sign. It's inherently feminine. So there's, there's certain things that Saturn is sort of 
magnifying in my life that I have been taking for granted, that I have been taken, that I have been taking for granted, that I have been neglecting, that I have not been paying attention to, that I have straight up been abusing. You know, these things are areas in my life, like my hair, my bones, my teeth, my body, my skin, my face, my um, everything, all of those things, my physical vessel are, is a big neglect point for me, is a big pain point for me because I have so many body issues because, oh, body hair, right? That's a big thing for me too. So this year or the end of last year, I've done a lot of things. I've started taking my supplements again. I've started doing weekly oil treatments on my hair again. I've started to exfoliate more every day, all like more regularly. I've, I've been going to laser hair removal appointments. I've been, I started going to the gym again. I've been making sure that I'm moving my body throughout the day. I've been really paying attention to how my body reacts to certain foods and liquids and, and have been integrating like a morning routine again and a nighttime routine again, that is very much revolving around radical self-love this is more than just face masks we know this right this is like real shit i've booked doctor's appointments that i haven't booked in a couple years that i've been taking uh taking it lax on because i'm scared and i don't want to do it right so i've been doing those things and and it's it's triggering it, that's the, that's part of the work, right? It's triggering because these things are not happening in a vacuum and these things are not easy for me because these are things that are directly correlated with my fucking pain points and my fears and my insecurities and my triggers. So I'm making all these appointments. I'm doing all this stuff. It is not easy. It is work. That's the work. But, I, but when I start when I'm, when I'm doing them, when I'm carrying out these appointments, when I'm doing these things on a daily basis, I have, I, I get pleasure, right? Yesterday was, um, I read on the news somewhere yesterday was like the saddest day of the year, January 15th, saddest day of the year. I had no, I couldn't stop smiling all day because I was so proud of my routines. I was so proud of the way that I've been taking care of myself lately in the past like six weeks, I'd say. And it, it takes work for me. Maybe that's not work for other people. Maybe that's like not a pain point for you, but for me, that's work. For me, a commitment to myself is work because I do not commit to myself first. I commit to others first. I commit. Okay. So another thing I want to talk about pedestals and this goes back to what Shani conversations with Saturn. I think that's the, the fucking, uh, name of this podcast episode. I put people on pedestals. I am what we call the king maker, the queen maker. I use my vital vital psychic powers life force and energy and gifts to create lives that other people to create other people's dream life lives right so there's people in my life that i've straight up manifested things for them using my gifts using my psychic power using my life force right? And that 
is incredibly satisfying for somebody like me, fulfilling for some, but it also creates resentment. It also creates this sense of depletion and emptiness. And whenever I pray, I pray for emptiness. I pray for like nothingness because I want to be so clear that God just comes, uses me as a vessel for my dream life. But this is the type of emptiness that I feel that I don't want to live anymore. And I've been wondering my whole life, why do I feel so depleted after I do something for somebody? Well, I'm not just doing something for somebody. I'm not just giving somebody a t-shirt that they liked in a store last week. And I'm, you know, no, I'm taking somebody else's life, putting it on my back and making it my personal mission to make sure that everything that they have in their life is everything that they've ever dreamed of within reason, right? Within my ability. And I have a really, really high to- pain tolerancy. So I take their pain. I take their uh, disappointments. I take their rejection. I take everything from them, leaving them with no autonomy, right? Being the complete toxic masculine, trying to play God and doing all of that stuff for them. And then I wonder why I'm so empty and depleted and resentful and mean and also like, I disconnect from these people. I have to. If I don't, I will die. Like physically, I will die. Because nobody should be giving themselves that much to somebody else without, not, like, without expecting some sort of dire physical circumstances. Among mental anguish and emotional fucking just fucking turmoil. You know what I mean? So I realized that. I'm stupid. No, not stupid. I just, I'm a late bloomer, okay? So that is what I do. So now Shudney is coming up to me and say, you sure about that? (laughs) Saturn's like, you sure about that? You want to keep doing that? You want to keep being that bitch for that person and then sulking away while they get everything that they want and you create momentum and also you create this like weird dependency codependency that they will never ever ever reach the heights of what they could without you and I'm giving myself a lot of importance but it's kind of true people will always achieve whatever whatever but if they have somebody like me in their corner and then I leave they're never going to achieve that without putting in the work that I put in and that's a lot. And that's why people feel this like emptiness when I leave. It's a fucked up existence that I lead. And I, that is toxic and codepend- I breed codependence and, and this like toxicity. I, I breed it. That is what, that is the, the fucking row of dead bodies that I leave behind. That is what I leave behind. It is fucked up. I'm not tooting my own horn. Nobody should be like, this nobody should be like this do not be like this this is not a good thing this is not an ego boost this is fucking torture right like my absence doesn't come at a comes at a cost to me and to that person but more to me right and then I have to pick up the pieces. I have to start over again. Thank God I'm a Scorpio where birth and re- birth and death are, are part of my DNA. So I can fit, like I can die exquisitely, but then I just 
I just rise again. Like I'm, you know, like self-healing, self-preserving. Like I, I just come out like more beautiful and, and, but again, this is not worth it. It's not worth it. So Shani says, Saturn says to me, you sure about that? You really want to do all that? For what? For who? For these people that deserve autonomy, that deserve to work in their own life. You are, you are trying to play me. You are doing me a disservice. You are fucking up your life. And that is the biggest insult. Saturn is not a bad planet. It is your biggest fucking champion. Saturn is personally attacked, hurt, and gutted when he sees you fucking up your life and giving it to somebody else at the cost of your own purpose. That is, that is what hurts Saturn the most. I believe Saturn is the most selfless fucking planet on this in in the whole zodiac it is your biggest champion your biggest teacher (sighs) that's the father that you wish you had but his lessons and his his tactics and his strategies are very misunderstood but they're very fucking like saturn is a cold teacher right so there's an immense amount of love and, and compassion and reverence from Saturn to me. But the strategy has to be cold because that's the only fucking way I'll learn. That's the only fucking way it sticks, right? Emotions can be, can be bent and um, molded and, and, and manipulated, a cold, hard fact is it's the biggest elephant in the fucking room. You can't deny it. At a certain point, you can't fucking deny it anymore. So I said, no, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be this anymore. Okay, well, you're talking the talk, but, but let me walk. Let, let's walk the walk. So I've gotten lessons in boundaries, in advocating for myself, in releasing my trauma and my, some of my triggers. And I've learned that I am only as strong as my, I am only as effective as my strongest boundary. And boundaries aren't walls. I've said this a million times. Boundaries aren't walls. Boundaries are there to protect everybody. Walls are there to shut everybody out, including yourself. Right? So these have been some lessons. Another conversation um, that I've had with Saturn is like, you know, talking about like next steps, talking about like, okay, what else can I do? Right. And Saturn is will reinforce the lesson until you learn it. Right. And he has no problems hitting you where it hurts because eventually that pain point will become your strongest self, will become the strongest part of you. And so the only way to sort of make it strong and to train it and to 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 make it so it doesn't hurt you or anyone else anymore, but mostly you, you have to open up the fucking wound. And that's the work. 
opening up those fucking wounds, washing it out with saline and salt, and then mending it carefully, strategically, slowly. No more fucking band-aids, throw that box out. No more fucking hiding it under Kleenexes, fucking throw that out. They're bloody anyway. No. The more pretending that it's not there, you're losing life. <laughs> you're crawling on the ground. <laughs> Get the fuck up and tend to these wounds, Saturn says to me. Right? So these are just some of the things that I've just been learning over the past few weeks, months, years, maybe two years, probably three years since COVID, really. And it, these are hard lessons. So I go back to the very first thing that I said, you know, men, a man that has done his version of conversations with Saturn, whatever that looks like. Because Saturn is the one you want to converse with, you know? Venus is the one you want to fuck. Mars is the one you want to work with. Jupiter is the one you want to celebrate with. Mercury is the one you want to kiki with. The moon is the one you want to cry with. The sun is the one you want to like, you know, strategize with. Saturn is the one you want to fucking learn with suffer with to a certain extent caveat and then grow and expand with and that's the one you want to talk to right i said mercury is the one you want to kiki with you want to gossip with you want to ideate with saturn is the one you want to discuss with talk to listen to teach because you can teach saturn too Saturn likes to challenge, right? So that's another thing. Saturn likes your challenge because it means that you're paying attention. It means that you're learning something new based on the lessons that he's giving you. And it means that you're curious and you're exploring. That is the key because when you're exploring, when you're curious, when you're excited, when you're challenging, you're fucking open, bro. And then that's where the fucking magic happens. For me, that's where I get pleasure, being curious, exploring, getting lost, getting found, um, challenging, uh, questioning. Saturn is not a dictator. Saturn expects the questions. Saturn needs the questions. Saturn encourages questions and um, rebuttals and debate. It just means you give a fuck about your life now. That is the only goal that Saturn has is for you is, is for, to make sure that you give a fuck about your life in a real intentional and meaningful way. That is the only goal. And then make sure that what you're doing is fucking sustainable. Long-term shit, right? Long-term shit. The sun and Saturn are foes historically mythologically but i think they're really they have a lot in common in terms of the way that they approach um like planning right the sun is very much um not long term but very much like how do i say this it's not like a burst of energy and then it burns out no it's very much like like withstanding right? Because the sun is hot, 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 hot. 
but it doesn't cease to shine. It doesn't burn out, right? So the sun is very, it's able to withstand. And that's Saturn's MO too, is to be able to withstand, is to be able to last, is to be able to sustain, is to be able to endure, right? And again, enduring, well, I didn't say this before, but I mean, enduring does not equate to suffering endlessly. No, enduring, if you're suffering, you're still trying to pay karmic debt. That's where suffering comes from. You're paying off karmic debt, right? You're, you're, you're giving everything to make something like you're giving some, you're giving everything. So you level the playing field in this life. And if you didn't clear it in your last life, well, you have a lot of work to do. And most, like I said, all of us spend the, this current life repaying last life, right? But then a select few are able to repay that karmic debt based on, a lot of it has to do with like your personality, I think, and your chart and the way that you wake up from karmic debt and like whether how aware you are of your karmic debt whether you believe that that exists or not like there's so many factors I think that I don't even know um what comes into uh what what it means to have a karmic debt like what does that mean what does I don't I'm not fully sure what that entails um but I do believe that a lot of my karmic debt is paid But I do believe that, you know, I'm going to, as I go through this life, I will definitely rack some shit up that I will probably have to repay in the next life. And, you know, I'm okay with that. Um, Yeah, I'm getting a little lightheaded. I need some water. I've been sick for a few days. So I'm finally like realizing that I'm getting better. It's funny, I've been talking for like more than half an hour and I haven't coughed once, which is surprising. <laughs> which is really surprising because I have been coughing all day and I've had meetings and meetings and meetings and I've been coughing through them and all of that. So it's been like really, you know, interesting uh, with that. So I think that you know I'm going to continue to talk I'm in, I'm going to continue I I disassociated for like the last 5 seconds I I don't actually know what I said um I think I just like drifted but I think conversations with Saturn should be a regular occurrence I want to make it like a monthly thing on this podcast but I don't know if I'll be able to stick to that um I'd love to <laughs> I'd love to maybe I'll set myself a reminder um, I love you. I love you so much. I hope you have your own conversations with Saturn or God, but I would say direct it to Saturn and see where Saturn is in your chart. See what sign it is. See, see what sign it is. See what house it's in. See what Saturn aspects. But if you don't want to do that, type in Saturn mythology and Look at all the reserves, results that you see and just a quick scan, click on the story or the result that clicks to you, that 
calls to you that your intuition is like, oh, that, that makes sense to me, like right away. Don't even think about it. And then if you're having trouble, like you want to talk to Saturn and you want to converse to Saturn, either verbally, written, uh, type it out, like whatever you want to do. I'm, like I said, I'm a, I, I've said this in many podcast episodes, I'm a verbal person. So I don't write diaries anymore. When I was writing in my diary yesterday and I was just like listing the tasks that I did. <laughs> and, and also I'm like, I'm so grateful, blah, blah, blah. But it was really redundant because I had already been talking to myself throughout my day, telling myself, I'm so grateful. Oh, I'm so proud of myself. Oh, I'm glad I did that. Oh, I could do that better. But like, don't shit on myself. You know what I mean? Like I'm talking to myself every day, all day. So I'm sort of, live tweeting my day, my day like every time so when I go to like write in my diary I'm like oh I have nothing to say all of this has been aired out all of this has been processed and the stuff that hasn't been processed I already know how to approach it so it's like it doesn't make sense to me to write it um so that's why I think I like a podcast more than a book although I am writing a book and I've talked about it but I love podcasts I love creating these episodes because I I am this is just dear diary right I was I think that was probably one of the names that I was going to name my podcast is like dear diary because that's what the fuck this is right that's what this is it's a diary of my life like welcome to my fucking life you know what I mean but I'm glad I named it the way that the the name that I did my inside voice podcast it is so fucking clever because I am such a clever bitch Anyways, so if you're looking to converse with Saturn, I, I suggest you sort of do that search result thing. Pick a story about Saturn that really resonates to you, that connects to you on a level that you can't explain, and then start writing, start speaking, start typing. And, you know, this is a message from me to me. Try to sustain it. Try to do it on a regular basis. Saturn is organization. Saturn is... Again, sustainability, Saturn is consistency, Saturn is routine, Saturn is like, you know, actually it's taking the routine that you build in Virgo and making it like an institution, making it like um, a system, right? Putting it in stone, right? And, And really integrating it into your fucking material life, into your material world. That's what Saturn does. So that's what Capricorn does, right? It takes all the shit that it Virgo has filtered out through judgment, through discernment, through intelligence, through data collection, all of that stuff. It takes all of the, the emotion and the natural abundance that Taurus naturally has, and it takes all the, the stuff that Virgo has gone out and collected, and it amalgamates it all, and sets it in fucking stone to create a system in Capricorn. And then Aquarius and Pisces is like, you sure about that? Let's fucking kick it to the curb. Let's start it again. Detach, detach, detach. (laughs) But, you know, for now, these are systems. And then, you know, some of it will, uh, will need to be let go for it to come back and solidify in the ethers right now your systems are solidifying in the material aquarius will allow you to solidify it outside 
of you, your life into other people's lives, into the community for the greater good. And then Pisces will take those systems and say, okay, detach from it for a little bit. I'm going to go solidify it in the ethers where it really fucking matters in the universe. I'm going to go tell God about it. Yeah. I'm going to go report back to God about all these things. And then it's, that is, that is who you are. Then it becomes who you are. So make sure that the systems that you're solidifying in Capricorn season are the fucking systems that you are good with, that you are proud of, that you want to invoke, that you align with, that you really, really want to work. And that takes discernment in Virgo. And that takes amalgamation for what comes naturally to you in Taurus. These are the fucking earth signs. That is the power of earth. That is inherently feminine. Right? So I'm able to kind of go through this process because I'm leading from my divine feminine. Because I'm leading from such a soft, vulnerable, open, childlike state that I'm able to just I'm able to break down these complexities in a way that I understand and hopefully you understand too, right? So go, 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 talk. Go, 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 go. I love you.